0: You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with my husband, Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Here is episode 112. Is toxic mold making my family sick? Before we get started on this episode, a short or not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, Hello, hello, everybody! Welcome to a brand new episode of the Toxic Mold Podcast. It is almost Fourth of July, Steve.
1: Crazy the time is it's just almost flying. time around here. You can plant stuff outside.
0: <laughs> yeah, you it's know. not. It's still cold, but it's not. It's freezing. the
1: six-week six window where we don't hit freezing temperatures at night. Yeah, that's <laughs> what living so in the
0: tundra is about. Yeah. So what we are talking about this is a question you get so often, which is: Is toxic mold making my family sick? How often would you say you get that question?
1: Oh, geez, I. I get it like in an email, just random people that reach out to me. I would say probably at least once a week. Wow. It's kind of crazy. And the cool part is, is they're actually, they're coming across us through this podcast, which is pretty cool. So for all you listeners out there, we appreciate all of you. But yeah, it's, it's, it's quite often. And it's, you know, I, I had, um, you know, I don't always share everything with you as far as, people that reach out to me, but I shared with you that, that family that they lost their daughter. Yeah. And I hear about pets all the time. I've never really, that's the only time I've heard about a child, like someone losing a child and that they believe. I want to be clear about this. It's kind of like a lot of other things like COVID. They say all these COVID deaths were COVID related, but a lot of times it was underlying conditions But that that daughter that they lost, they they think it was directly related to mold. And a lot of times you can't can't prove that. It's a tough one to prove if that makes sense.
0: And that's why they say comorbidities, right? Right. Because there's not just one thing that led to a death, there's many things. Yeah, it's,
1: you know, the mold could have caused an infection in the lungs and that, you know, led to, you know, diminished lung capacity, you know, so... But it's, it's something that, like I said, people reach out to me all the time and, you know, I try to respond to them and, you know, give them information, but it's, a lot of times I don't, there's not a whole lot of information given to me, so it's kind of tough to respond to them. And on top of that, like we've talked about, you know, my time's just as precious as everybody else. I can't spend the time I would spend on a phone consult, you know, just responding to emails. Otherwise I'd. Never be able to do phone consults.
0: Well, and don't you find, I think what's what's interesting about this is that the emails that you get, they're all different illnesses, different things that, that are manifesting in people who feel like they've had mold exposure. You know, some it's asthma, some it's depression, anxiety. It's just amazing how mold can physically manifest in the body in so many different ways in different people.
1: Yes, and it, it goes back to something that we say all the time. And I, you know, I, I, I I try not to make it a generalization and, you know, explain it, but we, that's why we always say mold affects all of us differently. And it's like you said, there's such a broad range of, you know, is it in a humid climate? Is it just one person in the home or is the whole family sick? Is it like you said, is it giving them anxiety or is another one, maybe it's just, you know, headaches and stuff that aren't as, as major. So yeah, it's, it's. It's kind of crazy, you know, the um, variety or diversity we get of of the people affected, what their symptoms are, where the areas are, whether they're renters or homeowners. A lot of times, and you know this, I deal a lot with renters, which is so difficult on my end, because you know, there's only (laughs) renters don't feel like they should have to pay for maybe my consults or pay for testing. But at the end of the day, if your landlord's not going to do it, somebody... Somebody's got to. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's also tricky because, you know, you've said this in your books. You've said this in courses. You could have two 10-year-olds sleeping in a bedroom, sharing it together, and there's mold in that room. And one 10-year-old gets sick from it and the other doesn't because immune systems are different. And so it's hard to pinpoint...
1: Uh, The bed could be different. That's so true. We have a podcast we're going to do this fall, but you just asked me a question you can probably explain a little bit better you were looking
0: i was looking on amazon and a mattress one of the reviews a number of the reviews on a specific mattress was that there was mold in the mattress within a relatively short time of purchasing it
1: right yeah and and i guess my point is is there (laughs) one 10 year old could be sleeping on a on a moldy mattress and the other one might not be but we'll, we'll look forward to that for our listeners we're gonna we're gonna do an episode about mattresses because that's a it it gave me an idea that I just there are just things I don't think about. And I've when I deal with mitigation or or consults, of course we tell our, our clients and our listeners, if you have a moldy mattress, you have to have it removed. If you have a mold infestation, you have to have it removed. So you know I I, I tell people that in that manner, but the questions or what you were reading on the Amazon reviews were they were valid questions that you were asking me and whatnot. So it it was, it was kind of interesting to hear you asking me about it because exactly. I thought it was kind of a simple cut-and-dry, you know, subject, but it's really not.
0: It's not, yeah. So that will be on a future episode. I think one of the things that people have the biggest question about in terms of is toxic mold making my family sick is how would they know? I mean, how, how does somebody know that what's giving them the sniffles or a cold or difficulty breathing, or anxiety, or depression, how do they connect that to mold, especially if they go to doctors who say, no, it couldn't be mold?
1: Well, you would have to do testing on on the medical side and on the the mold side. You know, a lot of times I have clients that say, yeah, we have a visible mold infestation. And of course, when it's visible, like, you know, it's kind of obvious that that could be contributing to it. That doesn't mean it for sure is. It's like anything else, you know. It could be a contributing factor, but the best way to know is to, to get, you know, you can do blood work or urine tests. Okay. You should find a doctor, and I know it's tough in, you know, we live obviously in a rural area. It's really tough to find a doctor that specializes in mold. There's not a whole lot of them out there, but you don't really necessarily need that. You know I dealt with a client that went to the Mayo Clinic, and they were phenomenal. And And that client started everything over in Idaho. Yeah. So they ran tests, you know. And then, obviously, when I got involved, I got involved after the medical side. So testing is, is very important. And we've, we've talked about this before. You've got to have a journal.
0: Yes, the documentation.
1: It just, it, it's so difficult. And when we talk about it, I say the same thing every time. It's so difficult for somebody to just say, Yeah, I know mold's making me sick and I want a consult. Well, I, I need a little more information. It's very difficult for the doctor for you to go into the doctor and just say, Yeah, I'm sick, okay. Well what's caused what do you think's causing it or whatever. If you don't have any information to give us as the professionals, it's it really limits the information or feedback we can give you. So make sure it's documented. But you've gotta have mold testing done and on the medical side that testing done.
0: Would you also say it's important for people to document when they keep a journal, especially people who tend to move frequently, that they have those journals indicate which home they were living in, which apartment they were living in? I mean, because you may live in one house and you have no symptoms. And then you go to another house and there is some mold. And so you'd want to be able to compare the baseline of if you had any symptoms in a uh, non-clearly moldy home versus one where you see black mold on your wall exactly
1: and what's crazy is is even if so comparing what you just said the home that they don't visibly see the mold it could that could be the one that's causing problems that's true it could be work it could be school it could be wherever they're at and you know we we have something we're promoting at the end of this episode that we've kind of teased to our listeners uh, that's called the mold box and it has a journal in there So, you know, we want to know what rooms you're in, how much time you're spending. And, yeah, it might sound like it's a pain, but we have to know that. Like, we have to be able to rule things out. Correct.
0: Correct. So once somebody has done all of that, they've journaled, they've done tests with their doctor, they've hired a mold professional to do, you know, tests of their home. Once they figure out that, yes, there is definitely a connection between toxic mold and their family's health, what next steps should they be taking?
1: Well, I want to be clear with our listeners, first and foremost, and I know it's not easy to do, but you've heard me say this. Our listeners have heard me say this. If you believe right now that mold is making you sick inside your home, you should vacate the home immediately. And once again, it's it's easy for me to say, but I have to tell our listeners this because we don't know what's causing it. But you literally have to vacate your home with the clothes on your back and then go buy a new set of clothes and then take the clothes you're wearing and toss them out and that's what you have to do now does that sound reasonable well no not even to me mm-hmm. but that's what i have to say to you so that we're, we're not going to take we're not going to take the mold concern you have in your let's just say it's an apartment and you're a renter we don't want to take that mold concern from there into your hotel room and then to wherever you go next or to your parents' house or your friend's basement. Like, you have to vacate immediately.
0: And so what, I mean, what kind of things should people be, what can they take with them? Because if you have small children and they have a fluffy teddy bear that they love to sleep with or they have a favorite blanket, when you're saying vacate, you mean they can't take any of that stuff.
1: Nothing. And But once again, and I'm, I'm just saying that, that's a very, very vague way of saying it, but it's it's a way of, as a professional, that, you know, I don't need one of our listeners to come back and say, well, Steve told me this. Once you hire a mold specialist, I mean, you can hire us as, you know, just as a consultant. We could go through things and say, okay, here's here's what you can and can't take. You know, here's, here's the non-cellulose uh, materials that you can wipe down with Clorox wipes. There's, you know, the teddy bear you just referenced or stuffed animal. That's got to go in the garbage. Yeah. Yeah. That that's a, that's a haven for mold. They love that kind of stuff.
0: So that's really where there, there's two things that I'm hearing you say. The first thing is that they need to hire a mold professional in their local area, even when they're vacating, to know what they can and can't bring with them and to ensure that they're actually following proper protocols as they leave.
1: Right. And, and you know, we, we, we talk about this quite often. You need to make sure you're actually getting the proper advice, too. Correct. Because some... Some mold companies will be like, oh, that you're fine, and you know, you can take your stuffed animals. And and that's why I bring up the consult part. And that's why, you know, we've done episodes on this. That's why it's important to hire a consultant. And I'm not saying it has to be me, but somebody that's reputable that know you know that you can trust along with that mitigation company. And I, I guess my point is, is for our listeners. If you call the the local mold mitigation company and they say, "Oh, you're fine with this, this, and this," that's a red flag to me. Like, cross contamination is a huge concern, and and they're not, they don't seem to be addressing that, or they're maybe they're just ignorant to the that that's how you know mold can can be transferred from you know your even your clothes to your parents' basement or wherever you're gonna go. Absolutely. To detox.
0: So so, and then now that you just said the detox word again, it's not enough for them to have the doctor do the original testing to see if there's any factors of mold exposure. Once they're getting ready to detox, don't you recommend that they continue to work with the physician to, through oh, the detoxing? Of pr- okay.
1: Right, because of the detox part, and I'm not. Obviously, our listeners know this. I'm the kind of the blue collar, wide range part, but I, I'm not on the medical side, I'm obviously not a doctor. I'm not a specialist. I can, I can help a lot, but as far as the medical side, I want to be clear to our listeners, you need to see a, the proper professional, but there are things that, that you can do, whether it's, you know, let's just say it's a pathogenic mold and it caused an infection. They could put you on antibiotics. Um, there's binders is what they call them. And more or less, it's uh, a certain substance that that, the, that binds to the mold spores, and then it's expelled, you know, mm-hmm. uh, through the feces or through feces. So there, there are ways to detox. You don't just, to detox, and you can do this. Oh, I don't want people to think that leaving the property and doing the, the proper things, you still can heal from it. And my point is you don't always have to have uh, the medical side of it, but I would obviously recommend that. But there are some people, like the infection or whatnot... Your body just can't fight it off. You're going to have to intervene with with antibiotics.
0: So the key point here is hire the right professionals. Exactly. If you even suspect that mold sickness is an issue. Yes. And
1: I, you know, I hear this quite often and I I totally understand it. Like I I hear, well, I can't afford this or what about my work or whatever. If if you follow the proper protocols and do the things properly, it's going to, you can heal a lot quicker and it's not going to be as long lasting. If you sit there and go, well, I can't afford it or I have nowhere to move to. Like I say it all the time, what's your health worth? But If you do it right, I mean, you know, I, I, everybody's bodies are different, but you can, you can be detoxed and be back to normal life. If you, if you do things properly quickly.
0: Absolutely. So what's your call to action for people?
1: If, uh, if you think that you have, uh you know your family's getting sick because of of mold uh make sure you vacate the property and if if you're going to to do you know if if you think mold's making you sick you need to get a hold of the right people a uh, a local mold mitigation company someone like myself that does consultations and then a doctor that uh that has experience dealing with that kind of stuff
0: absolutely and it doesn't help if you even, you know, if you're in the... Wherever you are, really, we have something coming out that is going to really help people. And it's it's something that you can start the process of documentation or continue the process of documentation. Do you want to talk about that?
1: The mold box? Yes. Yes, so we have. We've been teasing our listeners. I've been working on um, something that, you know, it's an idea that you and I came up with. Uh, it's a way for... It's going to be about $100, so it's not expensive. It's a box that's going to have a journal in there so you can document things. It's going to have a pen. It's going to have one of uh, of my books. It's going to have a do-it-yourself mold test kit, uh, which, by the way, for our listeners, it does not include lab fees. That's all up to you. Um, I believe the lab fees are about $40. It's going to have a flashlight and a humidity gauge. It has a booklet in it. That's a twenty page booklet that actually has nice color photos, kind of walks you through um, pretty much uh, the steps to take to see if you might be having a mold issue inside your home. What else am I missing? A couple checklists. And plenty of
0: other good stuff that we won't yeah. talk about.
1: And it's in a it's in a nice pretty box. Yeah. And,
0: and it's coming out. Yes. So I just keep an eye out on the website, cnccontractorservices.com. We will certainly put a link on the front page of it, and it will also have its separate page on cnccontractorservices.com, and it's coming out in a few
1: weeks. Exactly. And uh, we're right in the middle of July, so I hope everybody's being safe out there. Um, Fourth of July is coming up on Sunday, correct?
0: I think so. Is it Sunday
1: this year? I I can't remember. I
0: can't remember what today is. It's It's coming up.
1: (laughs) So hopefully I'll be fishing, so I don't really care if it's a Sunday or a Tuesday.
0: There you go. All right. You heard it from the best. We will catch you on the next episode. Prevent toxic mold exposure before it gets in your home. Download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist. Again, download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC Mold Checklist.